0: Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KFUO Radio. We're on uh, iTunes as well. Uh, Just search out KFUO Radio there for our podcast, or really wherever you get your podcast. You can just search out KFUO Radio. And, of course, we're on Twitter and Instagram, Uh, And our webpage is KFUO.org. You can hear us on the radio in St. Louis on AM 850 KFUO. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in Scripture with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt.
1: Good afternoon, Gary. Great to be here with you. It's great
0: to be with you, too. Now, we read Job chapters 2 through 14. What would you like to highlight in our uh, reading this week?
1: Yeah, thanks, Gary. So last week, you might remember, uh, we looked at Nehemiah and Esther, and then our reading even went all the way into Job chapter one. So For listeners who may be following along with us through that two years through God's Word, that's what we looked at last week. So like you said, Gary, this week it was Job 2 through 14, but I think what I'd like to do is even go back to chapter 1 just a little bit to set the stage. Okay. Uh, As as we talked last Friday, we focused on Esther, and rightly so, great book to look at. But let's look a little at Job chapter 1. Just kind of set the stage for the rest of this book of the Bible. So if we look at Job chapter one, beginning with just verse one, very first verse of the book, it says, there was a man in the land of Uz, just U-Z, uh, whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. So Job is a faithful guy. Okay. He's not, he's not perfect. He's not sinless. But boy, he's, he's blameless, upright, fears God. Mm-hmm.
0: He had seven sons and three daughters.
1: Seven sons and three daughters. And that's important to know too. Uh, seven sons, three daughters. In addition to that, you go on and like, just yeah. listen to what this guy had. Yeah. 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. <laughs> they don't give us a number. Did the you servants, say female donkeys? Female donkeys. That's what it says. Oh,
0: in the version I'm reading, it just says 500 donkeys.
1: Oh, okay. The new
0: international mm-hmm. version. Why is it important to mention that the donkeys were female?
1: I don't have a clear answer for you, I'll be honest, but uh, I would just say that that was probably, you know, the ESV. So this brings up a good topic, just Bible translations really Mm -hmm. quick. Um, So we have a lot of different English Bible translations, a a ton, a whole spectrum. And on one end of the spectrum, it's sort of thought for thought, paraphrases of the Bible. Um, On the other end of the spectrum, it's more word for word. So tries to get across what the original languages of Hebrew and Greek say. The the version I'm using, uh, the English standard version in front of me here, is pretty close to word for word. So it's pretty far on that end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, The NIV, if you're working with that, the new international version, it's kind of right in the middle. So it's kind of, uh, you know, understandable. Uh, yet, you know, pretty, pretty word for word too. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great version. It's probably the most popular version, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my guess would be is that female donkey is a little closer to what the original Hebrew says. Right. Okay. Um, why include that detail? I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that one. But I think the main point is, uh, Job is a man of of great wealth and means, and and he's faithful, a faithful guy. So, uh, just because someone may have wealth doesn't mean they're they're bad it doesn't mean they're unfaithful uh, certainly the love of money can be a temptation right but but i think here's an example of someone who with means that God has blessed him and job is is a faithful guy here's a little more about job uh this is this is really interesting how this unfolds so we read on and satan is allowed to to put Job to the test. Um, so here in, in chapter one, beginning with verse eight and following, it says, and the Lord said to Satan. So, so the Lord, God is talking to Satan here. He says, have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. And then Satan answers the Lord and says, does Job fear God for no reason? You've put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So, Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So, God gives Satan permission to to just strip Job of all that he has. Now, because the Satan's accusation, and that's, that's what his name means, accuser, he accuses Job of only being faithful because God has blessed him. Take those blessings away, and surely Job is going to curse God. Job loses almost everything. In the verses that follow, he loses those animals, and he loses his servants, and perhaps worst of all, he loses his, those children that you mentioned, Gary, those 10 children. They're gone. Uh, Job, of course, is, is devastated. And yet, and yet, what's his response? So we read Job's response in verses 20 through 22. It says, Job arose, tore his robes, shaved his head, fell on the ground and worshiped. So he's he's mourning, he's grieving. But listen to what he says in verse 21. Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. And then he says, blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. So Job is grieving. I mean, he's sad. He's distressed, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. Uh, laments what took place, but yet he still blesses the Lord's name. He even worships as he falls to the ground, uh, which you know is remarkable. Uh, That Job does that, that the Lord gives him the strength of faith to remain steadfast.
0: I wonder how many of us would do that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Gary. You know, and I I guess my answer is only by the grace of God. (laughs) On my own, no way would I be doing that. I can't imagine the loss of of those, not just those things, but more importantly, his family, his children. Oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. It gets worse. So Job doesn't curse God. And so Satan goes, basically, well, you know, Job still has good health. You haven't allowed me to touch him. And so God allows Satan to even do that. And so Job is inflicted with sores from the tip of his feet to the, the top of his head, his whole body covered with sores. It gets so bad that in, in chapter two, verse nine, here's what his wife says. So his wife is still alive. And here's what she says to Job. Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. That's the wife's <laughs> advice. Ouch. Yikes. Uh, But Job said to his wife, you speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God and shall we not receive evil? And in all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So (laughs) poor Job, his advice from his wife is just basically, you know, and it's really no laughing matter. It's basically end your life. Curse God and just die. Yeah. And Job says, well, wait a second here. We, we were more than happy to, to to worship God and believe in him when good things were when happening. Things were, yeah. yeah. And that happens to
0: all of us still, still today. Things are good. We're like, yeah, thank you, God. Things are bad sometimes. You don't thank God for the, those times where really you should uh, thank God for all the times of your life.
1: Exactly. We're so quick to, to maybe praise God when things are going well, uh, but when things get bad, so quick to blame God at times. And no, God preserve us from that. You know, Let's have a trust in the Lord in good times and in bad times and always look to him. To start to wrap this up, Gary, uh, what happens next and what really happens in the the chapters that even follow is Job's three friends show up. So these are are friends of Job. And uh, in verse uh, 12 and 13, we hear about what they do. It says, and when they saw Job from a distance, they didn't recognize him. He he looks that terrible. Uh, And they raised their voices and they wept. They tore their robes. They sprinkled dust on their heads. Uh, Toward heaven. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was great. So these friends show up, they see his suffering, and for seven days they just, they're with Job. They don't say anything to him, they're just, they sit with him. And to be honest, as we read on, that's probably the best things those, those three friends did. Because as we read on through Job, these three friends again and again give some pretty terrible advice to Job. So as our listeners read on, do not take the advice of these friends, because what they say is basically, Job, you must have done wrong. God is punishing you. God's going to zap you because you did bad. And, and we know that that's not the case. We have the fuller story. That's not mm-hmm. at all it. So really the best thing these friends do, this entire account, is just sit there and be with Job. Sometimes we call that as pastors a ministry of presence. Just be present with people. Even if you don't have the right words to say, just show that you care by your presence there with them.
0: And that's really so important because a lot of times people think, well, I don't want to go to visit them in a hospital. They're they're really, really sick, and I don't know what to say. And, you know, when I get in situations where I'm going to a funeral, I don't know what to say to the family. And sometimes saying nothing is better than saying something. Sometimes, as you said, just being there, they know that you care just the fact that you're there with them.
1: Yeah, amen, Gary. So, uh, yeah, I encourage our listeners, go to that funeral visitation, attend that funeral service, and just your presence there with them, uh, that's meaningful. I know uh, just I, to sit with someone in the, the waiting room of a hospital. Or, that, that, or in,
0: in the hospital. I know one time I was sound asleep and woke up, uh, and uh, my pastor was sitting there when I woke up, and I, I said a few words and fell back to sleep. Woke up a little bit later, he was still sitting there. And that meant something to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just to be present. Exactly, exactly. And as we read through the book of Job, that's where we're going to see more and more. Is we're going to wrestle with this problem of suffering. Why do why do bad things happen? But then also we're going to look at examples of of what to do and maybe what not to do <laughs> when it comes to caring for people who are suffering. Uh, so yeah, I, I, the book of Job it's a challenging one, no doubt about it. Uh, but but it's one that I think we can learn a lot from too. And one that we can certainly relate to is we have struggles and suffering in our own lives. yeah,
0: that question is asked so many times, why do bad things happen to good people? And also you read on the if you're reading on in different groups, maybe you're in Facebook, you're reading on the internet and someone has a tragedy, then you see these non-believers saying, "See?" See, there's no God. Why isn't God protecting them? As we move forward with this chapter, it's going to be very helpful for uh, maybe helping us answer those people on why those things happen.
1: Most definitely. Yeah. So yeah, keep reading through Job. And, and exactly that's what we want to wrestle with is that idea of, okay, how can God be good and loving and powerful and yet allow bad things to happen? What's What's the deal? So hmm. I think Job helps answer that question. And we'll see that in the chapters to come.
0: Great. I look forward to it. And would you like to lead us in a prayer?
1: Sure. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you that you are a God who is with us even in the midst of our sufferings. Lord, we ask that you would bless us with uh, the steadfastness of Job and remain faithful even when bad things do happen. Lord, we also ask that you would help us in ministering to others. And even when we're at a loss for words, that we might be present and show your love Uh, just by being there with them. Lord, give us the right words to say uh, when the time does come, though. Uh, Words spoken to in prayer, words spoken to those we care for. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. What chapter do
1: we read? Chapter 15
0: through
1: 31. Chapter 15 through 31. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, you bet, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. Bye.
0: We are The Messenger, KFUO Worldwide at kfuo.org, AM850 in the St. Louis region.